Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. October 16th, 2019, the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW versus NXT. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Matt Morgan, and Justin Labar. We're going to break down AEW Dynamite, NXT on USA, talk about some wrestling news, including a major behind-the-scenes change that happened at SmackDown that we uh, learned about this week. All that and more. Matt, to you first. How are you holding up? Third Wednesday, doing these uh, simulcast, watching both shows. Doing all right. Tired. Very tired. It's it's taxing, man, paying that much attention to two separate things. It's my most it's my favorite night. I actually look forward to it. So that's a good sign still that I'm so excited before these shows start. Yeah. Raj, how are you holding up, man? Uh, same here. Yeah, I, I this is really the only night of the week with wrestling right now that I'm actually looking forward to. Um SmackDown killed me quick. Uh Raw is raw you know sometimes it can be great but lately it's just been on cruise control so it is the one night of the week that i i am looking forward to but that being said i can easily skip nxt till thursday and i almost feel like mm-hmm. if they don't upgrade their atmosphere and their their look and uh, and, and the big time feel that aew has the more major league feel i don't see how it's really helping them being head-to-head with AEW, especially if AEW continues to beat them by a significant margin every week in the ratings. You don't think they're given a completely different look because of the less is more approach with the dark lights, the small arena, less fans. It's more of a grittier feel is what they're going for. Probably. I mean, I'm sure that's that's always been part of its charm, but it's not attracting a bigger audience. And in, in fact, it's, you know, I mean, they both lost a, a lot of viewers from their first week to the second, but mm-hmm. NXT has lost every week and, and it's getting down. It's below the station average now, which is which is never a good thing. <laughs> uh, I think uh, tonight. Justin, what do you think about this idea? I thought NXT tonight with the women's division was fantastic. I feel like their men's division is a bit of a cluster right now, and uh, I'm not sure the story they're trying to tell. Yeah, I think they have so many talents they're trying to introduce us to. I mean, at one point tonight, I don't remember at what point, and I'm watching, I had NXT on, and I'm like, I, like, I almost need to write down to keep track of who who there is, because just I feel like there's so many talents. Um, you know, tonight was the least must-see for both shows, but especially for NXT compared to the last couple weeks. Uh, to Raj, you know, I, I didn't think that was a big deal, but I'm starting to think too. You know, when I go when I flick back and forth, you know, NXT, you know, it's it's like at least NWA Power Hour, they like own the small time TV studio mm-hmm. feel. NXT's trying to be studio wrestling for a minute, then they want to have the big budget, and I, I, so I don't know. I, I suppose that they're going to start traveling around in, in 2020, and uh, but I wonder by that point, will they? I mean, where will the audience be at that point? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to move uh, time slots, but it definitely seems like they need to do something different to stand out at this point. I think they're standing out. It's just they don't feel big time. I mean, AEW and NXT feel like two very different shows. It's just that one feels like, a you know, one feels like you're watching the UFC and the other feels like you're watching, you know, some minor league on, you know, on access on, you know, at midnight on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Which did you like better tonight, Matt? AEW. Justin? AEW. Do I have to ask, Rush? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I liked AEW better tonight. I thought they were both good in their own way. I'm going to give a diplomatic response. Uh, so we're going to dive into covering both. But first, quick plug for the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Guys, you remember the days when you were always good to go? Well, they're in the past now. Perhaps uh, you find yourself late at night ordering oversized packages from uh, Amazon. So that way, when it shows up on your front door, your wife loudly announces the only time you ever hear her say, honey, you've got a large package. Maybe you've resorted to that now. The good news is that uh, Blue Chew can bring it all back. If you were once at half mass, Blue Chew is going to bring you back to full sale. That's uh, bluechew.com, blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that this is the stuff that works. It's science. It's engineered. It's going to make your schwanz sparkle when and where it counts, and you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. We will spare you the personal endorsements in the interest of time tonight, but just know that we're all in uh, very satisfactory relationships, and Blue Chew, well, it plays a part in that for some of us. A larger part than others. Uh, now, Blue Chew, of course, is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who needs that extra function, that extra confidence, where it counts to enhance their performance in the bedroom. If you're one and done, Blue Chew is going to open up a whole new world for you. It's going to be like your 20s all over again, but better because, you know, you're in a relationship. You're actually having sex. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since they prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code WINC to try it for free. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. They're going to send you a pouch. It's going to have a bunch of uh, samples of Blue Chew tablets in it. You're going to dig it. You're going to love it. This isn't just one. Blue Chew is going to rock your world with the amount of free product they're going to hook you up with when you use our code WINC. B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Let's talk about AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Oh, tonight. The main event, Chris Jericho defending the AEW title against Darby Allin. We had uh, the women's title, Rio versus Britt Baker. Uh, so much going on tonight, starting with SCU against the best friends and SCU getting attacked, attacked by Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Love during it. their entrance. Love the hot start. Love it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this match? The Best Friends versus SoCal Uncensored. I, I don't like Best Friends. Does they're good. They're, they're really good in the ring. I mean, what, what's his name? Screams that he's a superstar, in my opinion. Um, just how he physically looks. Trent Beretta. Yeah. He just physically looks like a stud. You know what I mean? He looks like a million bucks. Um, and he wrestles like a million bucks. Just, I don't know. Don't like the gimmick. I think it's corny as hell. Um, and it's not it's not hitting. Like, yeah, there's see here's the question. The entire arena, you know, jumps up and down when they do hug. 
correct? They do. So they are getting that reaction that they want to get. My question is, could they go everywhere and get that reaction? And when does it become old? Because for me, that shit jumped to a shark like the second time I've seen it. I'm not doing such a shit on them or crap on them. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm being honest because I like it so much about AEW that you got to call, you got to call some things out when you see them. Wait, you just wait till we get to uh, what's his name's match? Who's the dude attacked with uh, Jungle Boy? <laughs> oh, Marco's son. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I, I just, you know, we've seen in the past a lot of things that we'll get a reaction from the live crowd. Uh, but, you know, Curry Man, you know, <laughs> get a great reaction from the live crowd. But in reality, people don't give a crap. You know, yeah. they, they it's fun there. You know what you're supposed to do. You're going along with the show. But um, to play to the TV. That's the thing. When you become this big, Raj, yes, you want to make the people emotionally invest in you. That's what we're taught. But it's also the people at home. It's not just the people in front of you in these arenas. And these guys have got to start realizing that they're playing to a much larger audience. So what's at home doing? Is at home going, oh, this is great. I'm in on it. I'm cheering along with them as they hug. No, we're not in that arena. So we don't, we're not in on the gimmick or the joke. So we're not going to cheer. We're going to look to our wife. We're going to look to our wife and go, holy shit, I'm embarrassed. I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not the worst. I mean, it's not the most embarrassing thing you saw in wrestling TV this week. Oh, definitely not. I'm like, we're, yeah, we're, yeah you're, you're correct on that. But I'll <laughs> My reaction was the most embarrassing. Embarrassing thing I think on AEW was probably that though. Yeah, yeah that and Marco stunt. <laughs> wow. Well, I want to give a shout just before that match started. I, what, something I like that they did. So Lucha Bros take out the one member of SCU, mm-hmm. and so that made a, what is Scorpio Sky jumped in. I love the fact like just the little things. He had to pull tape. He had to go find some tape and start taping up there. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he didn't have his wrestling boots on, which I made point of that. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that he wasn't yep. ready to go for a match because he didn't know he was going to have a match. Just right. little, little things. Mm-hmm. Yet they won. Uh, SCU got the victory there, even with mm-hmm. the impromptu member switch right before the match started. And uh, they got the victory over Best Friends advancing in the AEW Tag Team Tournament. And what I like about that is it puts Scorpio Sky in. You know, Chris, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian are great, but they've been around forever, so it kind of elevates Scorpio Sky. He had kind of given up his spot, and now... Now he's in, so it was a clever way to put him in, and um, you know, I, I think Scorpio Sky just has a ton of potential. So, oh my god, yeah. Uh, after that, we had Santana and Ortiz versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I believe uh, some enhancement talent in a very, very quick match. I, I don't get what I'm missing with LAX. The new, the, the, like, I'm always gonna think it's Homicide and Hernandez, right? I don't even see how it's debatable between which of those two is the real LAX. I've had fans like, oh, these new ones are much faster. They're better. No, they're not. No, they are not. Hernandez is doing dives over the top rope at damn near 300 pounds, throwing people, me included, halfway across <laughs> the ring with superpowers, super feats of strength, and her and homicide, who, is, who has much oh. charisma. I have tons of charisma. Tons of charisma in promos. You took the border toss? Yes. Oh my gosh, that seems yeah. like <laughs> just hurt like hell. Like that and the razor's edge seemed like moves you just never, never that want to take. We clusterfucked. I told him I was too tall. He didn't believe me, and I was. And we <laughs> <it up>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, to, to be fair, they're no longer called LAX. They're just Ortiz and Santana, uh, members of the inner circle. 
Uh, I think just being in the inner circle gives them something. It, you know, it, it makes them more important immediately. That's for sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but you know, I agree. When I when I look at how much uh, charisma Homicide has had, and Hernandez just was a beast. Uh, I, it, it's just hard to compare the two. But uh, I like that Ortiz and Santana are not using the LAX name, and even if they could, they shouldn't. I like the tall, leaner one. The short one annoys the hell out of me. The stupid facials he keeps making. He's trying to play wrestling with the tongue. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he's, yeah. he's overdoing it. Not in a boy, isn't it great? He's getting heat. No, he's still playing wrestler. He's acting. Whereas the other guy feels like he reacts a lot more. It's more Matt, I'm mad. I'm glad you said that. I was because uh, I think the same thing when I watch. I'm like, he's trying to play like he's a psycho and he's a badass. Right. It, mm. Yeah. Came off very not authentic. And plus, you already got Sammy Guevara doing the tongue thing. I, I, the the yeah. tongue thing in general, I, I, I don't was think. There, yeah, was there this memo that, that they handed out or something like that? <laughs> Catering one day? Uh, TNT, Turner Interference. Turner's like, kids love tongues. <laughs> That's a new hip thing that the kids are doing, I guess. Yeah, make it happen. Um, this is good for what it was. I mean, showcase for them. After mm-hmm. that, we saw Jericho clapping up for them, uh, putting the inner circle over and Santana and Ortiz as part of that, that uh, saying that they want the Young Bucks, and that's going to happen at full gear. That was good having Jericho uh, finish it up for him like that, I thought, you know? Yes. Well, they were just yelling, the best, the best, the best, into, <laughs> like, the nearest microphone, uh, picking it up. Uh, but then we went to that promo, man. What did you think of the promo, the vignette for Cody? building up his uh, championship match against Jericho at full gear. So well done. Yeah. I, th- I think their promos, you guys, and I've caught some on YouTube. Um, they're so good. I think they're so well done. I really do. They make me care like a lot more. They, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. They get us more emotionally invested in what the angle is at the time. Cody does a really good job, man. Yeah. I watched an interview today with him. It was about 22 minutes long. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys caught it. On the AEW uh, YouTube channel, it's really, really well done. Um, he's a really good speaker. And, yeah, and, and you know, Matt, you made the point a couple of weeks ago where you said Cody could be the top babyface over Kenny Omega, and, and I'm definitely seeing it more and more each week for sure. He carries he himself super. like that superstar. He does. He, he does. He looks like a main event talent in that suit all the time. Looks like a million bucks. Talks like a million bucks. Um, but and Kenny keeps goofing, making these goofy faces. He's got to chill out on. Huh? <laughs> and that promo that that I mean it looked it made it that match seem like a big deal and I feel yeah. like a lot of times now in wrestling you're promoting just a general event as opposed to making one match just stand out and then everyone wants to see the mm. event because of that match that's a, that's a good point yeah yeah it's like SummerSlam hey we're all having fun and you know the promos are all just us in the sun and having fun yeah whereas you know that Killer match like they used to do back in the day with Hulk and Andre and Rock and Austin and you didn't do like, it to my way. You didn't like Carlito cooking barbecue in the backyard <laughs> of some stranger's house and saying, come to the summer's biggest block party? <laughs> you, you didn't like that with every WWE superstar running through this house? Or Brock Lesnar throwing that shark around? Shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we went into a women's championship match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Riho defending against Dr. Britt Baker. <sighs> Good match. Okay, I did not like the finish. Once again, I just don't well, think she should be their champion. I know it sounds horrible, but I don't yeah, think she should be their champion. She's too small. I'm sorry. I know. I know she's been. I know she's been wrestling since she was nine. Didn't Britt Britt Baker look like like? Come on, someone you would see as a WWE perennial main event talent. Just her look, her to a talent level. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, you're right. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Rio just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. She makes she makes no noise when she bumps. She's too. I, I don't. I just. <laughs> no, I that's, 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 that's your big critique. That's yeah. That's, that's oh, oh, you, oh you mean you mean that like her body? Just to be clear, her body hitting the mat makes no noise when she mm -hmm. bumps. Not mm -hmm. that yes. she doesn't like make a Natalia like grunt when she bumps. Right. 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 She's, she's light as a yeah. yeah. She's so light that she doesn't make any yeah. But Britt Baker is still green. I mean, I thought she it showed is. in this match. Like Riho, I thought carried this match, and the crowd was into her. I don't know. I. I I think Rio just gets the best crowd reactions to any woman they have on the roster right now. Here's one thing I want you guys to take into account. It's very difficult to wrestle someone who doesn't speak English. It's yeah. very, very difficult. Um, I got better in Japan because I had to start learning how to not uh, count on being able to communicate in the ring. And then the best part is when the rest would try to pretend they gave Ave English to me too, sons of bees, to screw with me and, and just to mess with me at times and rib me. Um, but it's hard. It's so dang hard. And you got to start reading body language instead. Um, and it makes you improve quicker because of that. You know, yeah. there's, like, there's universal spot. That's drop down, leapfrog, hip toss. Um, yeah. Or tackle, drop down, leapfrog, hip toss. Things like that, that that you know to do automatically. But I don't know. I, I think that's a reason why she could have looked a little green out there tonight because they keep pairing her with her. Remember that they did that one what was the first show they did where they had like an eight-woman tag and Britt got a concussion in that match? She was in that ring. I could have sworn, maybe I'm wrong, with two women that didn't speak English. Oh, in Florida, yeah, at uh, Fight for the Fallen? I yeah. thought they both had a it was Japanese... A four, it was a, a two-woman, two-on-two match. Okay. Yeah, and they both had, I think... <sighs> I forget now. They both had an Asian, a partner of Asian origin. Very, and very then... hard. I'm just telling you, for me, I remember it was very, it was very hard. The match was fumbly as it started with with Britt and Rio, and, and yeah, there were certain times if you watch, you can see Britt even trying to just use body language to tell Rio like to, to feed or whatever. And and I, I, I'm, I'm you know Matt obviously would know, and I think there's something to that. And uh, but yeah, I mean Britt, look, she you know, she has she doesn't have a ton of TV experience. You know she you know she went literally from you know the the Indies here in the Pittsburgh Ohio area. She did you know she did some dark she did like some squash match stuff with WWE, and she's and she's going a lot of places, but she never really had like hey you got to go out and fill a, a, a ten minute TV match. You know, so I think there's something to that probably, and you know, and she's having to kind of learn as she goes. So, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I still with Rio, I go back. I can't the size. I want to hear her talk. Is yeah, that, something. I mean, Rhea or Britt, Britt, Britt Baker, both. Right. I mean, NXT tonight. NXT right. is telling an amazing story in the women's division. That Shayna Baszler is the queen bee, and all of these women are battling to be the one that takes really? her out. Um, NXT tonight had uh, just a roster of female superstars. It was stacked. I thought they all looked great. But with this, with Rio and Britt, what's the story? What's going on here? What's Rio's character even at this point? Well, it's Rio. just it's a, it's just to get Rio over. This isn't supposed to be the yeah. the destination. It's a TV yeah. match. It's like the Io Shirai match on NXT. Um, yeah. But you know that being said, this was one of those matches. I thought Rio looked great tonight, even though this match was okay. And I just felt like this was one of those the crowd made it so much better because they were so hot for this match. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so we went from that to Lucha Brothers versus the Jurassic Express. But, oh, Luchasaurus was out tonight. And instead, in his place, Jungle Boy teaming with Marco Stunt. Really quick. Why was he out tonight? Uh, why was he out tonight? He had, a, he had an injury that they uh, – legit yeah life. it was legit yeah. yeah so it was a last minute thing earlier right. today I'm glad they didn't actually make that decision thinking this was an improvement because yeah. that dude is a star mm -hmm. what's gonna happen uh 
my opinion. And him and Jungle Boy, they have a nice dynamic. Yes, they do. They got great chemistry. I thought great. the injury was kayfabe. Matt, I don't know if you did as well. I thought the injury was kayfabe to protect uh, Jurassic Express against a loss, and this way they could say, "Well, they lost because they didn't have Luchasaurus." No, mm. it was it was legit. It was a. Uh... Well, let's just get into it. This looked. I, I did not like this tonight. I, I tried my best. I, I was happy for this Marco stunt getting a contract. You know lifelong fan i know what that feels like i don't look the way he looks but i still was that little boy when he signed his contract going holy bleep i realized my dream since i was six years old this just happened for me we all every one of us had that moment okay and i was very happy for him and being able to live out his dream and signing a deal and getting you know signed by a big wrestling company right being on tv i was all for that in the vein in which they were supposedly going to be using him I agree, um, but do you know what I'm talking about? Like, 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 like using him in a more of a a, a hornswoggle role, like you know, a, like a little Spike Dudley manager, somebody who comes in every once in a while, hits something, get the hell out of there. Him selling killed that match. If you couldn't hear it in that crowd and you weren't paying attention, that crowd had the wind taken out of it a few times because it felt like, oh, bleep. I don't want to watch this. This kid is getting the bleep kicked out of him, and this is making me uncomfortable. This doesn't look right. And and, and there's there's so many there's so many examples of that during the <clears throat> where it took away from the match. That is a little boy. Let me be very clear. If I punched that little boy in his mouth, he'd be dead. He would be dead. He would not get back up. I'm not saying that to sound like a tough guy. I'm saying that any wrestler with any kind of muscle, any kind of strength. All right, we're supposed to be pros of pros, especially someone like Pentagon Jr., a very well-respected champion from other companies, punches you or super kicks that little boy. He's not getting up. He's a little kid. So now everyone in the arena that's watching that show, what's the difference between him and the kid who's dressed up as Orange Cassidy sitting in the front row from jumping the rail and going to take the heat for the other team next match? I'm being serious. There's got yeah, to be, be a level where you can't keep exposing him. It exposes the business a little too much. I can't believe I'm even saying that because I know I yeah, freaking sound like some cornet here from the 1950s. But let's be, that was a little boy out there that was taking moves by pros. Not one, not two, but tons. He took a super kick to his head from one of the former champions of the world. She had never been able to get back up. I uh, I tweeted this earlier, and I think oh. I think a lot of people thought I was joking. But I, a, a friend of mine who was a fan back in the '90s, uh, who who d- who doesn't watch now, but every now and then we'll be flipping through. And anyway, he flipped through AEW, and he texted me during that match. He goes, "I think they have a fan wrestling <laughs> on this sh- on this wrestling show." I turned on, and I just texted him back. I'm like, "I'll." I'll I'll explain it later. I just it, it just looks too fake, and uh, I like Marco Stunt. We we've had him on our podcast a lot. Uh, he's a cool guy and everything. But to your point, Justin, what you said with the Spike Dudley comparison, yeah, Spike using Dudley. him in a spe- you know a special role because it looks ridiculous. It it takes you too far out of the it match could, when it looks that ridiculous. It, you could hear it in the crowd. This is a crowd that pops for everything that this company does. Like I usually do too. I'm one of those fans too. I'll admit it. I pop for them and everything they do. Because they do the cool things that I can never do, right? I love watching all the athleticism this company has. But that killed it. You can hear it. You can literally hear it in the middle of the heat. So my, my next question is, how old is he? 23, and he's uh, 5'2". He's 23? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'll say point- this, having met the man, he looks older in person. Hmm. It's At just one- that, that, that body. I just didn't see. I don't know. 
At, one, point, at one point, at one point, I turned to NXT and then I turned back to AEW and I couldn't believe the match was still going on. Like, like that was like that, that was never like, ending oh, heat. They what? killed him. My and favorite I love, part, and I love Pentagon, but it was too. My long. favorite part was Pentagon's partner. What's his name? Real quick, uh, Ray Phoenix, Phoenix walks around taking his time around the ring. You could see it in the background, and then just randomly super kicks Jungle Jack off the apron for no reason. <laughs> it, it was so funny to watch. You have to go back and watch it. It was so nonchalant. He wasn't like trying to sneak it in. He just literally walked right up to him, staring at him, and just did it. Um, again, the heat look is way too long. This, if you're going to use this kid, then use him, but use him in the way you've been using him. These quick little short bursts to get the crowd pumped, let him or get a laugh out of it. That's what they're going for. Or if it's to snap off a real quick Rana, the only way that dude's hitting a Rana on anybody is if somebody like like Luchasaurus loads him in to do it or something like that. Then it makes sense. But yeah. otherwise, I'm telling you, it also hurts Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack is supposed to be getting crazy sympathy because he's supposed to be the smallest guy, generally speaking. <laughs> he gets, um, I, I'm, that's what Jim Ross calls him. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's the only him. one. <laughs> um, that's why I'm going to keep calling him. So he's, he, it's hurting his opportunity at getting sympathy and being one of the best top baby faces, honestly, young baby faces for that company and getting sympathy during the heat. Why would you... Instead, he's the big bruiser between the two, getting the hot tag coming. Well, in compared court. to him, yeah. yeah, that's why it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It takes away from what Jungle Boy can be doing out there, and taking the heat, getting sympathy, and snapping off some cool offense when he gets the opportunity. You yeah. kill that by having somebody that's. It's like some. It's like when they paired Big Show with me. That was yeah. the stupidest thing they could have ever done. Now I'm no longer a giant. I'm just a big man. You see what I'm saying? Versus keeping me the hell away from him for as long as possible. And I'm a giant on my own, wrestling a bunch of freaking sideshow midgets until I get my opportunity to wrestle Big Show or Kane or Undertaker. And then I'm built up more. Yeah. I, I You know, I, when you look back at like when WCW brought in Rey Mysterio, who's tiny compared to everyone else, but Rey Mysterio would do stuff you had never seen before. And he was with smaller guys. He was paired with smaller guys. Um uh, Marco Stent, it's not like he's doing stuff that no one else is doing. Um, I don't know. And, you know, people in the chat are saying, what, so smaller guys can't wrestle? Man, if you create an, no, another division. No, no I'm going to be very clear. Weak, never been to a gym. Not af- um, it's not. He's not a man. I, I don't know how to explain that to you. He looks like a boy who's getting hurt out there. Don't, don't take my word for it, chat room. Go back, watch the heat, listen to the fans during the heat when he was getting his ass handed to him. It made everybody uncomfortable. Well, especially compared to Phoenix and Pentagon. I mean, those guys just looked huge compared to him. They're cruiserweight. Uh, I know, but compared, Jungle Boy looked like Luchasaurus compared to Marco Stunt. Yeah, yeah. they got to figure out a better so way. The to chat room, yes, yes, you can be too small. Yes, you in the chat room, you can get in the ring with me and wrestle. I would eat you alive. <laughs> I think the rest of the show, Matt, should just yell at the chat room. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, if you're going to kiss their ass, I'm not. I'm going to be honest with them. That's why they watch. Uh, speaking of which, if you're listening to the show recorded, we now broadcast live on Twitter, on Facebook and YouTube on the Wrestling Inc. channel. Be sure to check that out. And you can participate in the chat. And Matt Morgan can yell at you. So there you go. Um, so Don't this me match- turn on you with that stupid black background, Glenn. I don't know what you hey. this whole time. Yeah, what is that, Glenn? Looking like Uncle Creeper up there. <laughs> black fabric. You're in the back of a panel van, aren't you? Admit what, it. What? Someone said it looked like you were the upside down last time. 
in a panel van. I ordered this and it showed up, and my wife did announce, uh, "Glenn, you've got a large package." And I was like, "You're welcome." Uh, Where is your normal screen for real? What is that? What? This is just a black background behind me. It's just I'm hanging it from the ceiling. I've got green, white, blue, but I thought I'd just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. So I don't have to. This is really a place where I don't have to clean my office. You look. You look like you're going to be doing a really bad promo. Like, yeah. Well, there you go. I was thinking like '90s uh, rap video. You know, with the overexposed. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, back to AEW. Um, uh, Phoenix Pentagon got this victory tonight, <laughs> protecting Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, uh, giving them a, a valid reason to not win this tournament or go to the finals. Um, okay, first off, like that's a bad thing. I freaking love Robert. Palmer. Is it's Glenn... the people who are listening. It says Glenn in a Robert Palmer video. <laughs> you know, you know, he passed away like in two thousand four. I did not. I, I, I would go see him live in a heartbeat uh, if I'd had the chance. So I love his music. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> if we're done, you know, I'm going to shut this down and flip the backdrop around to white. I'm going to get out a stool and get up there and hook this thing. Um, I really just don't want to clean my office, guys. It's just really a mess in here. Anyhow, uh, after that, now I lost my place. I done lost my place. Um, oh, John Moxley cut a promo. What'd you guys think about this? Too short. It didn't feel like a big deal. He needs to do an in-ring promo like Jericho did. Like feel like look like a star. You know the the backstage promos are the stuff that the smaller guys, do. you not smaller size wise, but not your top guys. Yeah. What do you th- what's going on with him? Because he, it feels like the, he's not as special as he was. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, right? Yeah, because he's not all piss and vinegar anymore like he was over the summer when he was doing those interviews. I mean, could you imagine if we had Moxley on TV now, the uh, same guy that was uh, on Jericho's podcast? If we had that oh Moxley God, yeah. on TV, I think that would get people's attention. I think this, I don't want to say it feels watered down. It just feels like he's um, he's mellowed a bit, and I don't like that. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, I think there. I don't know what it is. What do you think, Rush? Yeah, I think if he cuts, he just needs one world beater promo in the ring, just looking like a star, and and he's got it back. He just he's just been doing matches, and yeah, he, he's more. You know, again, your top guys, everyone's just doing matches. Make the top guys more and special. He, and he's one of the best talkers. Like yeah. not in AEW, I would argue in the business. Period. He he he's one of the better talkers, one of the best. I would say. Um, when he's on, he's easily. I mean, would you not say he's a top ten, top top five, maybe even? When he's on, he's, on, he's unscripted and, and yeah, absolutely money. So I don't know why would you not give him those opportunities to do yeah. so versus throwing him out there to wrestle. They throw them out there a lot to wrestle. I watched Kenny Omega three times in two days. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think again they're taking yeah. away some of the special. I think AEW Dark. I know people love it. A lot of people prefer it to the main weekly show, but I think they're burning people. I think they're going to burn out their super fans yeah. too fast. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel really, like they're. I like it though. I got really good matches that I got to watch last night. I thought that was cool. Yeah, they, they just feel like too new to establish your main show first, make it, you know. Once you have that, you know, you know where your audience is at, you know what your your numbers are at and where you're going to be attendance wise, then start adding a B show. It just seems too soon to add a B show. It'd be like NXT adding a B show right now. Mm. Mm. Really good matches, though. I mean, I can see why fans would make that argument of I actually like dark better than the uh, 
a dynamite episode. I, I could honestly, that 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 match was freaking really good between Joey uh, Joey Janela and um, what's his name Omega Omega. <laughs> okay, you guys talk about this tag match. I'm switching out this background. It's distracting so much from the show. I'll be right back. Talk we, about uh, uh are you, are you actually, are you actually keep, your, keep your screen up so we can watch the construction. No. <laughs> uh, yes. Pack yeah. and uh, what was it? Pack and Moxley versus Page mm-hmm. and Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, Glenn. Glenn, we're very. Don't you know the fans and viewers are very interested in your private life, Glenn? <laughs> um. <laughs> Man, I have a hard time saying pack. I keep want, I keep wanting to say pack. Me too. Uh, there was a. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. This was a this was a really good match. Do you want to say what happened first, and then? Uh... Yeah, I was just going to run briefly through it. Uh, first, it's Omega's birthday, so the fans had a happy birthday chant. Uh, really good match. Uh, you know, just back and forth. The finish uh, saw Moxley turn on Pack. Uh, gave him the gave him the double finger, old Stone Cold style, and then a DDT. Walked to the back, and then uh, Omega and Pac attacked Poxum. Finally, Page. Uh, did I say I meant Omega and Page? Okay. Uh, finally, Page uh, hit his finisher, uh, and he hit the dead eye. Got the cover. One, two, three. Uh, page pinning pack. Uh, so pack's first loss in AEW. I pointed out of oh. the people that have had more than one match in AEW, only Chris Jericho and the Dark Order un- are undefeated. <laughs> so there you go. What about Moxley? Uh, he, well, technically this was a loss since he this was a tag oh, match. Yeah, so. I, I forgot about Pack being undefeated. I shouldn't have forgot that, but I did forget that. Yeah. Um, okay. Kenny's got to chill with them faces a little bit. Um, he's over. I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I don't. I'm not trying not to be critical because I know he's trying to figure out who he is still. You know, and I want, and you got to. Like I told you guys before, you got to kind of get that out of your system. You got to get the, that when you get super excited and you feel the energy from the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times, if you go back and watch a lot of my stuff, I would go like Goldberg 101. Just go, okay, this is what a monster does now. You know what I mean? And just roid rage and look crazy and just scream and yell because that's what I thought I should be doing in that moment. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and every wrestler has that. They won't admit it, but every wrestler does. And, again, it's a little bit playing wrestler. It's right. hard. Adrenaline is hitting at a 10. And I would argue, yes, he's been, he's been in front of big crowds, though, before. So he should be able to handle getting the crowd behind him and big audiences like that with the 10,000 people or how many people are there, 5,000, whatever, and not let it make him go too over the top with his facials and his body language and his, I don't know, because there's times where I like his body language. I like how he ducks things and runs 100 miles an hour hitting the ropes. I love how he hits the ropes. I love how he ducks things and slides as he does it. I don't like all the, I don't know. It's interesting you said that he still might be trying to find himself because I'll admit, like I heard all the buzz about him and I had seen, you know, I saw the match he did with Jericho in Japan and like, and, but then now that I'm seeing him more regularly, I, I find myself asking, well, what is he? Who is he? What's the deal with him? Like I, and so I, like, I don't like, I, I know I'm going to get a ton of crap for this. I don't quite get him. I, he's athletic in the ring, but I don't quite get who's Kenny Omega. I honestly think he's still feeling himself out, which is scary. If he was wrestler of the year, we're still not, you know what I mean? Not knowing who the end product is. That's crazy scary. 
how good he's going to be. Yeah. That being said, I thought he looked the best tonight that oh he's looked God. so far. No question. I'm yeah. totally picking nits here. I big time. Yeah. Because this, this guy was wrestler of the year, and he's, I thought, coming into this company was by far and away was supposed to be the number one talent on that roster, including Jericho. Yeah. I swear to God, I thought they were going to build it around Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. And to, But to Justin's point, I feel like some video packages really helping define who he is a little more. They do some stuff on Being the Elite. Most people don't watch Being the Elite. Uh, you know, you're talking about millions watching the TV show as opposed to, you know, hundreds of thousands uh, for Being the Elite. So explain it to your TV audience. I still watch the BTs. I, I, I like them. I just, you're, you're yeah. right. Not everybody's going to be watching. <laughs> Glenn's back. Hey, Glenn. Blue. Yes, that would be fitting. Uh, no, I thought this tag match was good. Um, but, I mean, talk about having a lot of your top stars. I like how you just jump out. right back in the match commentary. Don't even, you know, no, we're gonna, don't no, even we're, sell we're not, your no, backdrop. You guys know me much. Have no fear, chat room. I'm here. We're getting into this. Glenn, <laughs> people don't want that in the background either. They want to see your real background. I know. Your figures in the wall. I know. And then my wife's like, when are you going to put up shelves in your office? She's been asking me for two years to put up shelves in my office so I can get so some more. Is right now where you're filming in a different location than when you used to film? No, it's where I usually film. But the other day, like I went through and I straightened it up a little bit. But still, I don't know. Pop I want to be more professional. Pop a blue shoe, go satisfy her and tell her to stop nagging you about the office. No, I, I wanted something <laughs> a little more professional. You know, we do this podcast. Wait, let me just put over our audience for a second. Yeah. This podcast is listened. Our numbers are at an all-time high. We have tens of thousands of people watching us, listening to us every Thank you. Week. I work in the podcast industry as a podcast advertising professional. Mm. I've got people that I do business with to check out this podcast. Oh, I'm going to have to explain a lot of shit after tonight. Uh, <laughs> and I thought when they look at it, hey, let's not see Glenn in his messy office. Let's see Glenn, you know, broadcast professional. Like he, he takes it what seriously. You, what do you think they'll think of my sweet spaghetti strap shirt I'm wearing right now? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, people will be like, hey, uh, you got mass number? Does he, still, does he still do those private videos in warehouses if we uh, pay him enough? <laughs> The people listening on the podcast are going to have no idea what we're talking about. We're mocking Glenn's background. We want to see the real background in Glenn's house. We I'm, don't want to see I'm going to redo screen, it. Green screens, black screens. Actually, I was going to go with blue screen and chroma key. I had this whole thing, but uh, couldn't get that together in time. Anyhow, I'm going to – I'm going to say my wife. I'm going to get to the office soon. I'm going to get to putting those shelves in, and it's going to be fantastic. All right. Thanks, Ryan O'Toole. <laughs> Ryan O'Toole says the backdrop was very professional, Glenn. It's amazing what you can get on Amazon. Uh, anyhow, uh, this match tonight, I liked uh, with Moxley and uh, Omega pulling out the barbed wire weapons at the same time. But then thinking about it, they had to have hid them. And it's like, oh, what if they ran into each other hiding weapons at the same time under the ring? <laughs> That's what you thought of? That's yeah. where your head went? Because it doesn't seem like a weird coincidence. You hid something under the ring. I hid something under the ring. Barbed wire? Where'd you get your barbed They should have just talked about that. This is the example I was telling you about. Well, go back and watch that again. Watch Kenny's reaction. Watch Moxley's reaction of when they both get up on the opposite sides of the ring with the gimmicks in their hands. Kenny was still playing wrestler in that moment. Go back and watch. He was overact, overacting. And again, I'm totally, again, guys, for the fans at home picking nets, this dude's like easily one of my top five favorite wrestlers, so I hate saying any of this. Yeah. We want to... <laughs> I'll put it on my own, folks. I have no fear. I'll find it again. My kids are nothing. Uh, anyhow, uh, so this match tonight ended with Moxley uh, flipping off Pack, and uh, then Hangman and Omega getting away. 
This was one of those cases, one of the rare, because I hate non-finishes, but I almost feel like they should have done a time limit draw or something here. I almost felt like none of these guys should have lost. Paige has already lost too much. Omega, too. I don't think you should beat Pac yet, and uh, definitely don't beat Moxley. You're right. You just hit it. You hit it on the head. That's a tough spot because both babyfaces desperately needed a win. Yeah. Desperately. Yeah. Adam Page uh, is the one they need to do more promos with and more backstage stuff or whatever you want to call it, character-driven things, I think. He's been in a world title match, and I don't think he said anything yet on pay-per-view or TV. I know, again, I'm not talking about being the elite and the preview uh, shows. but maybe right. Yeah. That dude, that dude is another one who I just think is going to be – hello, we all think he's going to be a huge star. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we got a lineup of what's happening next week. Private Party versus the Lucha Brothers in the AEW Tag oh, Team Tournament oh, 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 semifinals. Okay, that but Matt, we got that. Timeout. That needs to be the finals. What is going to be better than that? None. Well, yeah. perhaps uh, SoCal Uncensored versus the Dark no, Order. No, no. I'll, 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 I'm going to be there live next week. I'm I, the, That Private Party and, uh, and Lucha, Lucha, that's going to be off. That off is going to be crazy. How did – was Dark Order – was that like an AEW Dark match or something? needs to be because i don't I th- remember that them advancing they, they won that match oh, to that's right they got the buy at the, the buy they want a four way to get a buy or something yeah one of the <sighs> dark order jesus christ i thought we were past this uh brit baker in action that's next week's match uh listed here the young bucks in action and pack versus moxley that is a pay-per-view quality match yeah that'll be that could be awesome mm-hmm. yeah was that it uh, that was announced for next week. And then we got the main event tonight, Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen. Chris Jericho, of course, the AEW they world also champion. They also announced the Young Bucks are going to be in action. They didn't yeah, say who the opponents are. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, uh, Let's get into the match. Chris Jericho defending his AEW world championship against Darby Allen in a Philadelphia street fight. What did you guys think of this? I, I thought the sequence of with Darby Allen with his hands tied behind his back, pulling off what he did, I, that actually <laughs> – that actually, I, I was more looking forward to the main event over at NXT than I was this main event, but this one won it for me because I was just kind of like, wow, this is pretty amazing to watch. Right. Yeah, I thought it added a ton of drama. It was really cool how they did it. I still think Jericho's too big of a star to need to cheat to beat a guy with his hands tied behind his back. It did do a lot for Darby Allen. I get why they did it. I know Jericho wants to get Darby Allen over, but... Uh, just having ambitiously beat the hell out of Darby at the end and get the get the pin, I thought would have been a little a little more dramatic. But again, I, I'm nitpicking here. I thought I thought it was a fun main event. Dude, Darby Allen has it. He yep. has something. He is special. I, I'm I, I'm I, I don't think I'm overstating that. I, I did you see catch that promo he did? Um, talking about Jericho. It was like a one minute promo online on on their YouTube channel. Filmed in black and white. It was really cool. Um, they need to let him cut promos like that. Um, I just think he's different. He's like again, he's got that it. He's got that it in, in spades, and it doesn't. Okay, here's a great example. He, yes, folks, in the chat room, he is short, but he's also ripped. He looks like an athlete. He looks like he's been in a fight before. He doesn't look like a prepubescent kid. There's a difference here. He looks like a star, for oh, sure. God, does he? I love it. I love watching him. He does something great. And yeah. The skateboard thing, it works for him. Oh my God, um, would you ever suspect the skateboarding thing working? I would never. 
I would think it'd be a for sure death, and I'll never forget this. Not to cut you off, I'm gonna forget to say it if I don't say it now. Vin Vince Russo coming into our locker room. The Young Bucks just started. Me and Alex Shelley busted, not busted our butts, but did a lot of work to get them hired there at TNA. And finally they're there and they were doing the generation me stuff. And then Russo comes in like a month in and he starts trying to sell them on skateboards. So do any of you like to skateboard? <laughs> and I remember the room was like, what? what? Everyone's like behind his back. Like, what the fuck is this? What is he talking about? Like, why is he trying to be cool? Or is he trying to come up with a gimmick for the young bucks? Do you know what I mean? We, 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 we couldn't tell, but I'm pretty sure he was trying to come up with another gimmick for them. Mm-hmm. It was bro, terrible. you're going to ride the skateboard, bro. Both of Do you them. remember the dynamic dudes, bro? It'll be just like that. <laughs> <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been like rollerblades or, you know, right. skateboards at least are kind of cool. Yeah, I do. I do think AEW could probably use something akin to a cruiserweight division because the size disparity at times it does make a difference, and you know it does take some of the believability out of it. Whereas having a separate division where you got the smaller guys, and then Darby Allen could be the guy for that division. I liked how they protected him a little tonight by having uh, Jake Hager come in at the end, punching him in the face, and then Jericho walking in the Boston Crab. While Allen verbally tapped because his hands were tied behind his back. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was fine. I know Raj, I know you said earlier, you know, just just having viciously beat Allen. That's it. But that's why I was okay with the finish because it got because literally, I mean, it, it got one more member of the inner circle over tonight. Yeah. It was good. Uh, so AEW tonight. Final thoughts before we move on to NXT. Great show. I enjoyed it. it yeah, I enjoyed it. Usually, I, I pause things and then come back to them later and whatnot can't do it with this show we gotta keep it watching and i'm watching on my um you know back and forth with this in nxt yeah i had my attention i didn't want to leave it is what i'm saying it was good i think darby uh great great exposure in that main event yeah yeah unless uh smackdown really overdelivers uh this was my favorite show of the week so far yeah uh, what happened to uh Justin, who's the the big guy that they, they that they were uh, hyping yeah. up for at that yeah. last pay per view? You, you've worked with him, yeah. Wardlow. They haven't mentioned him at, like on TV at all. Done a a, a single vid, video vignette or anything? On on purpose. He's coming. They got to do another one of those two. I think it was looked awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be good. A lot of potential. NXT tonight, starting off with Tommaso Ciampa versus Angel Garza. Tommaso Ciampa picking up a fairly simple win. Uh, you know, this is obviously was like a kind of, you know, basically a squash match almost. But I, I, what I love, I, I do love uh, Ciampa, just the psycho at the end, taking the flag. And he's, he's doing all the same moves to the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a really nice touch. That kind of, that kind of, that kind of actually... It, it, that kind of saved and made that whole opening segment of match worth something to me. Otherwise, it's just kind of like a. Eh. He's got it. That dude's yeah. a star. Yeah. Talk, talk about looking like a star. I mean, he looks the part. He looks like a psycho mm-hmm. star. And guess what? Guess what else, folks? He has muscles. He goes to the gym. He looks like an athlete. <laughs> looks like someone at the bar that could punch you in the face and do some serious damage. Yeah, you Who think you- if, if they're if they're casting for a superhero movie like an Avengers, do you think they're gonna make? Uh, they're gonna make. Uh, oh my god! Why am I forgetting? Marco's the, stunt. Well, no, yeah, well, no uh, the, the the who's the, the big bad guy? The the, the big uh, 
Yeah, Thanos. They're not going to make him some short, fat guy. You well, know? No, but like Brainiac. I mean, it, so yeah, I get your point. You, but you, it like, on... you're casting a Rocky movie, an action movie. Uh, yeah, yes, Rocky's a better example. Yeah. Uh, I choose Darby Allen, by the way, Glenn. He's not. He's short as hell, but he looks like he can kick your ass. Because he's wiry. Unpredictable. No, his body language, and he's got yeah. a little tone to him. He's, well, he's freaking like nuts. Like, don't you absolutely believe... Uh, you know, he would like, he would be impossible to put down. Yes, I do. And his promo, like he's seen some shit. Yeah, he, he looks legitimately like you know you believe his gimmick. No, and Raj, we were talking about the other night. He reminds me he's got that sort of Jesse Pinkman quality, yeah. where it looks like he could, no, doesn't he? He looks totally. a lot like Aaron Paul, but he's got that thing where you think this guy could go to hell and back and still yes. put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, he could be like Breaking Bad three. Like Jesse Pinkman keeps going further and further into. Uh, yeah, it's depression. Yeah, and I think that's the key of it, too. I mean, so, yeah, does Marco Stunt carry himself? I mean, no, he does not carry himself like uh, like a champ or someone that's going to put up a big fight. And Marco Stunt, I think, looks like he's having a lot of fun, which uh, is charming, but not credible. Yeah. And in those moments, that's what they need to highlight, because I was there. I watched him snap off of Rana, and I was like, this is freaking cool. That kid's living his, his dream, his childhood dream out. This is badass. In that moment, I was there. I was with him a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I, I got one question. Uh, real quick, back to Champa. Uh, is I think he's the best NXT heel of all time. What do you guys think? Really? Yeah. yeah. Who was? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Joe who? was really good. No, I think I no. think Joe. Yeah, I like some more Joe. Yeah. Joe's good, but not, but not better than Champa. <sighs> Damn, this is a tough one. Okay, because Champa, he was a dick. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. he was doing things in front of homeboys, girl. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like. Just, the just horribly dastardly thing. That's true. Like, he committed homicide. Like, <laughs> he was such a jerk. Joe was just, I mean, he was just a badass, but he didn't really do that many dastardly things. That's he, true. No, by deviance alone, definitely Champa. Yeah. He's so good. I mean, it's kind of actually a cool argument for why guys shouldn't graduate out of NXT. Champa took yeah. it to that next level because if he'd had to run as long as Kevin Owens or as long as Joe and gone to the main roster, he never would have got there. He had to do that to stay fresh, and it just kicked it into overdrive, which was fantastic. So him being back is great. Real quick, a breaking breaking news thing. Uh, Bushy Road, the parent company of New Japan, has purchased Stardom. So that was the big oh, wow. New Japan announcement that's coming. And uh, Stardom. Uh, the the women's wrestling company in Japan. I actually knew that. That's I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if they keep them separate or incorporate it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so Tommaso Ciampa won that match, and then okay, look, this isn't just me hating on the undisputed era, but the fact that Moro sold this. We saw a video by the Undisputed Era showing them beating up Velveteen Dream backstage. But the fact that Moro said he got, they gave him a USB B stick and he gave it to the production truck to show their video. Remember, like, paid for by the NWO or, the, oh, the heels are hijacking the broadcast or they're interrupting or causing a commotion. No, uh, we gave Moro a USB stick and he gave it to production and then they put it on the air. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just okay. so yeah. lame. And why not it's like a private YouTube or Dropbox? It's, 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 it's updated with the times, maybe. I'm, I'm, well, I'm hey, at, least they, <laughs> at, least they, at least they gave him a USB stick and then hand him like a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. It could have been worse. Um, so is Velveteen Dream 
legit injured for a while, Raj? Is that why he's out of this North American Championship match? Um, I mean, they had reported that he was suffering lumbar pain. Um, so it, it does look like he does have legitimate back pain. I don't know how long that's going to keep him out of action, but uh, take your time with you that. Think so? Yes, he is the he potentially. I know we just were on swinging on Champa's, you know what, there for the last 10 minutes. Right? <laughs> so, because he's that good, I'll admit it, he is, but. Dude, that's the main dude right there. That is the big, the next big thing, and then some. I so agree. He's hurt. Take his yeah. time coming back. Don't rush it. Look at the guys that keep coming back too soon. They just keep getting yeah. re-injured so and young. out again. He's so young. Let's take take your time. Dude. That is your next box office draw, folks. I just feel like with NXT, they need him right now. I feel like they haven't capitalized on this move to USA in a larger audience, and he is primed to be the star of that show. See, I don't want them to beat AEW. I gotta be honest. <laughs> So, <laughs> you're like undisputed error all the way, baby. <laughs> it, is nice it is nice seeing it is it is nice seeing WWE eats a little humble pie after you're so you know so much dominance over such a long period. How many weeks do we go in a row of AEW beating NXT until NXT does something like drastic? Like how many weeks? How many months? I think if if they do indeed move to their tapings, as has been talked about in 2020, I think that'll be the week that they really probably load it up. And I don't see them. I pro, I don't really see them doing it before that at full sale. Like, do you think NXT is going to win any week? I mean, they're not going to win this week. Yeah, when they put like John Cena on it and something stupid like that. That's you know, but that's what I said when when uh, that's not fair. By the way, I'm just going to put throw that out there. That's just not even fair. They do weeks. That. Back in September, I said, I will not put it past. Now that NXT is on USA, eventually we will see Triple H have mm-hmm. an NXT takeover match against somebody, like some young heel that's like anti-establishment. And I wouldn't be surprised if you saw like a John Cena versus a Velveteen Dream at like a WrestleMania weekend. They are going to eventually go to that well of using some You're of those. They're going to have to, Roger. Well, take it you'll... and kicked. They're not going to take that. Yeah, I mean, you already had Finn Balor on, and that didn't, you know, they got... Beat pretty handily yeah. that week. I mean, I mean well, granted, Bell, he didn't wrestle. I'm but. not saying and Finn Bell is a far cry from John. Right, oh, for sure. Yeah, Triple H. I mean, if they had Triple H wrestle on NXT, it's inevitable. Uh, yeah, then I think they, if they don't win that week, I think heads would roll. That would be a good storyline. <laughs> I mean, tri- put Triple H as as more of an on screen figure in NXT, and I think people would tune in to watch that. I think. Right now, I mean, Regal's good, but they're not even using him right now, really, in a story. That is one thing that's hurting NXT. You watch this show, is the star power. I mean, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa, I'm a big fan of his, but he was the biggest star on that show. Mm-hmm. And Velveteen. When Velveteen. When Velveteen's there, sorry. Yeah, I just, yeah, I meant just, to, just tonight. Um, Wait until Vince shows up on NXT. I do like the two. <laughs> I do like Keith Lee and what's his name? Like um, yeah, I like their masses a lot. I might be biased because they're both big guys, but I think I think Dijakovic will be on Raw or SmackDown sooner than later. Same as same as uh, I keep wanting to call him Judas Priest, Damian Priest. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would never do this, but if they did a Vince versus Triple H storyline with Stables for control of NXT, I think they would beat AEW in the ratings. I think they beat uh, Raw or SmackDown. I, I don't I don't know about that, but I could see if they did a storyline where Triple like Vince is just pull, taking all the Triple H's guys and Triple H just cuts a promo on Vince on NXT and it leads to this underlying NXT main roster tension. I, I know you think if they announce me going on the main roster. I know. <laughs> you think if they announce Vince McMahon and Triple H mm-hmm. we're going to be on NXT for the next couple uh, next week. That wouldn't do a monster rating. 
it would, that would do a, oh for sure if it showed up and it was a surprise i think like people like twitter would wrestling twitter would break it would yeah. be everyone's got to flip over oh, what's God. vince doing on nxt oh for sure but i think what, what, a vince what, what, stable versus a triple h stable would be you know would it work as a surprise? Because because you, you, you got to make you got to advertise which you one to make money off. You're supposed to do it that way, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I think like a, they need to do a big story. They need to take a big swing, um, and I think in a way it would kind of be a nice reboot for NXT to really establish what it is. Right now, I think they're trying too hard in saying, um, "Oh, no BS." You know, this is just great wrestling. Just kind of AEW's pitch. Also, mm-hmm. I think this idea to say what is NXT in the WWE, and to say everything the WWE, everything Raw and SmackDown is, we're not that. And I yeah. think to make that statement that. and have that be part of the you story. You don't get that when you watch the show, that this is different than SmackDown and Raw. I think they, they need to really call it out. Show. And that's why having Vince be a villain in the story yeah. would just really draw the line. And I mean, that's not going to – Vince won't be a, you know, a recurring character on Raw or SmackDown. He, he doesn't want to be on TV. And he's always back only when ratings really drop. <laughs> Plus, the XFL starting, and he has no. he's going to have no time. <clears throat> was the XFL draft better than the WWE draft? What was next, Glenn? We're going <laughs> After that, um, what did we get after that? Oh, uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan versus Imperium. I, I dug this. I want to go back and watch it in its entirety, though, because I had to keep going back and forth. Um, I wasn't able to watch them both simultaneously. I had to go back and forth on this one um, from what I've seen of this one. Yeah. <sighs> this was awesome. I thought this was really good. And I'm not a big Danny Mark Birch fan and whatnot, but the chemistry between these two teams I thought were really good. And then we had a video package on Gargano, Johnny Gargano talking about how he's NXT for life. So I guess he's not leaving uh, now, despite what the plan was earlier this year. I think that's the best thing for him, don't you guys? Yeah. It's the best thing for him, and Johnny's been uh, – I don't know if it's if it's trip, for sure if it's Triple H or what it is. Johnny's been blessed. They've had several times where they were going to do something with Johnny Gargano, and they changed it last minute, and it's been for the better. Johnny Gargano, when they launched when they launched the 205 Live division uh, several years ago, yeah. Johnny Gargano was originally supposed to be yeah. in that opening division. And then last minute, they pulled him out and kept him in XD, and obviously that worked out really well. I mean, like – and there's been some other cases along the way, so yes. yeah, I don't think he's leaving. He's he's. I think he is going to be a guy, the guy, the, a babyface that keeps building NXT around. Yep. Yeah, and he'll, and he'll get new, fresher matchups as more people come into it or leave that company as well. Yep. You know, he's kind of like he's kind of like if NXT is ECW, he's kind of like the Tommy Dreamer. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy. Uh, then we had Io Shirai versus Caden Carter. This started; it was eerie, like. Couldn't mm-hmm. have just been coincidence. Started the exact same time as the AEW women's match. I don't think they're doing match orders based on AEW. I think maybe some of the commercial stuff, but yeah, they were on commercial at the same time a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. This was a good. This was a good match, though. It's very good. Uh, I like Caden Carter. Uh, she's got to mm-hmm. pick up some yeah. wins, but she's got a great look. Yeah, yeah, she's got a ton of potential. And Io Shirai, I don't like how WWE can't have don't. Forget it. I won't even get into that this week. They can't. They don't know how to book a, a babyface Japanese wrestler. But uh, but Io Shirai is great um, as a heel. What did they just write? What was that? <laughs> Nothing. Just move on. Keep it with the show, Raj. We got a timeline here. We got to follow this. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you're taping a love letter to Ryback. <laughs> 
when you're hammering out. You're, you're, Feed me more. Love you more. Love you more. You sounded like how Ryback would be typing on a computer. You were so loud. You're like, um, just, just assigning assigning this. There's a Yahoo article on the Bushy Road Stardom purchase. So anyway, the people just listen to the audio of the show really are really? out. There's so much visual going on. All right, somebody popped up in a comment. Uh, Raj is typing a love letter to Ryback because Raj was typing something while we were talking. And, and, Glenn's, back, and Glenn's background is still blue. Blue like my soul. But this, uh, this first match is really, really good, though. And I agree with what you were about to say, Raj. You're right. You're absolutely right. What you were going to say. There's, they have to do more. They, they do. Men, men as well. That There's something with them. I, I don't know why they're stuck. They're so damn one-dimensional. We'll get stuck in this conversation over the next 45 yeah. minutes. To be, yeah. to be fair, NXT has been a lot better. But, and um, the main roster, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, based on the attack of Velveteen Dream by the Undisputed Era, uh, Regal, William Regal came out and said uh, the Velveteen Dream isn't going to be able to compete really? next week for the NXT North American Championship against Roderick Strong. It's going to be a long time before he does return, which bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but said that he was going to defend his title against the winner of Keith Lee versus Dominic Dojovic. Uh, and that was the next match that they had after this. Ending a no contest due to Roderick Strong interfering and then Regal making it a triple threat. But what do you think of the match tonight? And what do you think about this setup and scenario for next week, man? It's going to be good because you're going to have freaking, um, what's his name in there to create a lot of the movement. Um, Roddy going to create a lot of movement in those in the match. And the two big guys can just, I'm sorry, I, I like their chemistry. I love how athletic they are. I love that they let them go. They didn't do yeah. that when I was there. I couldn't do anything. They wouldn't let you do anything. Uh, athletic, you know what I mean? Sit there and be, be, be a joint. And, and I love the fact that they let them go, and they're so damn talented. I they can see Dijakovic. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, I was just going to say, they are. I look forward to their matches. Out of out of their matches that they've had, this is actually my least favorite, though, out of the ones That's how had. good they are. They, right. 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 That's how good their matchups are. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Dijakovic on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, being told to turn it, you know, tone it down. I could see those guys, you know, like in NXT, he's they're a lot more uh, given a lot more freedom. Um, I could see, yeah. I could oh, see them oh. trying to get him to yep. to not do as much work. I, big. Yeah. Here's my argument: if I could physically really do it, why wouldn't I? Like, why <laughs> wouldn't I? If I was in the NBA and I'm and I can shoot threes super consistently, why would the coach sit there and be like Morgan quit shooting threes? If I missed him, he would. But if I kept making them, he wouldn't care. Yeah. Same wrestling. If I could snap things off and I could physically do it, why would you sit there and say, well, that's not what a big man does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you know? I'm the big man and I'm doing it. So how the hell do you – do you know what I mean? I just think it's – that's where the false world can, can, can hurt wrestling when they don't treat it like a sport in that manner. So I like watching these two go because they don't look like they're trying to be too spotty while they're doing the stuff they're doing. It looks – to me, it's smooth, especially with him um, – um, I can't pronounce his name right. His last name. Dijakovic. Well, I said Dijakovic yeah. earlier. Dijakovic. Da, da, I apologize. Dijakovic. Yeah. Him. Keith Lee is awesome. I just, I could see him. I, I could see Vince uh, having issues with, you know, his weight. Well, not even his weight, his ring gear. Like, I feel like he needs oh. to change his ring, you know, just change okay. his look up a little bit. Yeah. It, it's very plain, plain. And for a big guy, um, yeah, it, 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 I think he just needs to change it up a little. I don't want to curse him, 
I'm not going to put it out in the universe, actually, because it's going to curse them. <laughs> They're going to make them do something silly. I see it from a mile away. They're going to make them do something silly, like stuttering or freaking dancing, oh, God. like Rotus, something stupid that that dude is way too talented to be doing. I can see yeah. it. Uh, so that triple threat for the NXT North American title is happening next week. Tonight, we had Matt Riddle versus Bronson Reed. Matt Riddle getting his mojo back. Dude, I, I love watching him work. Yeah. He's so different. Matt, Matt Riddle's another one of those guys. Keep, keep him in NXT, and it's main roster to me, but keep him in NXT. He thrives there. You know, he goes, you put him on Raw or SmackDown where Vince says, Vince isn't going to let him wrestle barefoot. And that's part of like what the, that's part of his bro image, everything. Like, there's a lot of things that like about Matt Riddle that I think would, uh, get totally watered down if he was anywhere else but in the NXT environment. I love it there. 100%. I could see Matt Riddle's character annoying Vince. <laughs> you know? like I, 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 <laughs> Every time Matt Riddle walks up, a fist bump. That's awesome. <laughs> right. that, that, that makes me like him even more if that's a good yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, 10 years ago, could you imagine the, the backstage skits where Vince is like, oh, my door's always open, and then, like, Vince ducking around when he sees Matt Riddle coming? I'm trying to avoid him all the time. <laughs> Could you imagine Vince McMahon smoking pot with Matt Riddle? Dude, I, uh, I would pay. I would pay. Like if they put that on the network, just three hours of them. Did you see the, the stuff on him on the network rise with Goldberg talking to Goldberg? They actually had it on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> if that was there in my time, I'm telling you, JBL, Bob, Holly, Chris, Benoit, and any one of these veterans would have like freaking thrown him in that locker room. He would have got to work. Probably not him because he's actually a legitimate MMA fighter would kick everyone's ass, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I popped huge. I'm not going to lie. His <laughs> his nonchalantness of just like, hey, dude, what's up, man? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm <laughs> talking to Bill Goldberg. Yeah. And for real, though, with, with Riddle, aside from all the cool factor there, in, in the ring, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a baby face. He does great facial expressions. He sells. Yes. Yeah. His face. Yes, he does. He actually legit tries to sell. You could see it. He puts a yeah. ton of energy into it. You could absolutely see that. And his matches mm-hmm. are just different. You could put it on anywhere on any show, and it's always going to stand out. Everything he does is very different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything he does. Uh, we saw some video backstage of a trainer looking at Kushida's hairline fracture in his left wrist after his loss to Walter last week. Um, then we had Tanara versus Tegan Knox. Uh, Dakota Kai came down to the ring. Uh, Shayna Baszler interrupted after Tegan won. Uh, she was there with Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. And uh, this is it. I think this is interesting. I mean, just when you look at the women's division right now, we've got all these women gunning for uh, Shayna. We had Rhea come yeah. out earlier after Io Shirai uh, won her match. Bianca Belair had a promo talking about wanting another shot. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think the women's yeah, division in NXT right now is better than it's the best women's division in all of professional wrestling. I mean, the main roster, the main roster's women's division is essentially four women right now. Uh, plus the tag uh, champs, not a lot going on. I don't know if it's better than the main rosters. If you look at the actual talent that it, it just a lot to your point, Glenn, they're not being used, but um, you know, with yeah, Sasha, yeah, I'm, Bay- talent, I'm talking about how they're being presented. And utilized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, cause good Lord, you still have, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that that their women's roster is so stacked. It I is. But, yeah, but I have NXT, a feeling it's going to be. Like yeah. Blair. Blair, dude, she's nasty. I love watching her. Rhea. She's got attention all the time. Yeah. Um, man, 
like if I were NXT, I would, especially given how weak AEW's women's division is right now with with doing this one match night. If I were NXT, I would say this is a way we can be different. Let's keep more of a focus on the women. Let's keep more of a balance. Really quick, am I crazy for saying that the AEW should just go a completely different round with the women's division as far as who's on top? Would you not just have Awesome Kong as your unbeatable champion, and, and, and or or what's the other what's the other girl's Nyla. name? Nyla or Nyla Rose even like. You can have those two hell work each other, uh, Matt. I think Matt, I, I'm for that. Like I'm for the Brock Lesnar approach. I actually think one of the reasons that we're not seeing that is that Awesome Kong is, you know, the, the Glow is going to do another season. I think she's got other things going on acting wise. I think I think her schedule might not allow the what they need out of her AEW. That is. They're going to Anila, man. She's a freaking beast. She'd be impossible to beat, and you build her up, man. That way, when you finally get the big baby face, that's super over. Yeah. And when they, she, you know, Nyla finally gets beat, that'd be gigantic. Like what happened with Rio was like, it felt like it was a year's worth of a storyline that was fast forwarded. What we saw with the finish of that match with mm-hmm. Rio upsetting her, I felt like that should have been like a year planned out. And yeah. Then, you know, trying to come over, you know, rise over insurmountable odds, kind of a thing. Actually, they should have done a women's tournament in AEW and had vignettes had this is about each woman Dude. really launched them more i think the way they did it was a mistake and i like the way nala rose presents herself you guys heard her do mm-hmm. pr like her pr appearances she's freaking money man she's hilarious she's hilarious she's easy to, to want to listen to she makes you emotionally invest she's gonna be a hell of a baby face for him yeah is what she's gonna be uh we had a special video message from finn balor he's gonna appear on nxt uh, next week he says his future will be his past Okay, cool. There's some cool matchups. Short yeah. and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boa versus Killian Dane. I like Killian Dane. Yeah. yeah like it's it. a squash. This was tough that this was going on when Jericho versus Darby. Well, if you notice, NXT pretty much is like just letting you watch the AEW main event, and they're pretty much just stalling their main event. <laughs> Literally, they are. Like, I mean, yeah. Pete Dunn Pete Dunn came out had the had the had the spat with with uh, Killian Dane. Got into the rain. They go to commercial. They come back. Dunn still stands around a little bit more. Then Damian Priest comes out. Then we get entered. I mean, like they were just stalling and waiting for AEW to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also so Killian Dane won that match. We also have a video package on new NXT Cruiserweight Champ Leo Rush. Uh, Nigel saying there are many challengers lining up for a shot at that title. And then we went to the main event: Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. I know Damian Pates looks like a million bucks, and I, I, I don't know. I, I like. I think I like Pete Dunn better. Pete Dunn is great. I mean, he's great in the ring. This is one of those tale of two types of wrestling, right? You got Damian Priest, who looks like the star. He's got the size. He looks, yeah, right. And but and Pete Dunn is the kind of guy that Vince would never really push. Uh, I wish they would have built to this match longer. Both of them, they aired pre-tape promos of both of them last week uh, that, that were really good. The dialogue was really good. Uh, it put over both their characters. It put over, like Pete Dunne even said, like, I don't blame him for trying to make a name. You know, like, it was just good. I would have liked to seen like, a little bit more build. I didn't really, I didn't want to see the, the match just yet. I thought that it could have benefited from a few more weeks of hype, but that's just, you know, a nitpick. Yeah, I mean... Regardless of if you didn't like who won, the match itself was really good. I think it's probably the best match Damian Priest has had in NXT by far. Um, I haven't seen all his stuff in ROH, but uh, in the, it's the best match I've seen him in. Yeah, and, 
you know, Pete Dunn, he 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 brings that out of people. Mm-hmm. And Damian Priest picking up a win, and NXT went off the air. <clears throat> that was very predictable that he was going to win. Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, it, I, it depended your the kind type of ice cream you like. There's, I guess, there's no right and wrong. I they prefer the AEW. NXT continues to put on more matches, though. If they, if you count the matches. Yeah, I will say some of these AEW matches do not need to go on as long as they're going on. Mm-hmm. There are some that they need to. Yes, some, not yeah. all. Some. Yeah. Like so, I get a little nervous when they announce this next match. We'll have a thirty-minute time limit. It's like with everything. It's like, oh man, this is going to go a long time. Oh, did you guys? I don't know. I just popped in my head. But did you see uh, what's the uh, uh, women's ref name? Um, Aubrey. What, Aubrey Edwards. Did you see her get in a um, their face? The tag match in Lucha Brothers' face, mm-hmm. yeah. that was a freaking good, and it didn't steal away from the moment. Lots of times when reps become, they're not supposed to ever become the story. They're never supposed to take your attention away from the wrestlers, ever. If anything, they're there to enhance the wrestler, um, especially physically speaking. And so that's why back in the day, they used to only hire shorter referees or short announced people to make the ta- t- talents always look towering and bigger than they really are, even referees. But she got right in what's-his-name's face. I don't know if it was, it was uh, Ray Phoenix Jr.'s face, I believe, of Pentagon's. Right in her fi- right in her face. Like, stood her ground. It was really well done, and it didn't wasn't over the top where it go, well, wait a minute, settle mm-hmm. the ref, don't act tough guy. It wasn't like, I didn't get that feeling at all. She yeah. is so damn good, dude. How about both shows in the main event had female refs tonight? Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. I didn't even notice that actually. Yeah. Huh. And and it, they've been doing it enough now that it I, I don't even it, it doesn't catch my eye when Aubrey right. Edwards is the ref. And until she does something, it uh it doesn't make a difference. So she's she's good. Like, do you know the what's the ball head ref? He's always on BTE. Mm. Um, he's like their friend i guess he's a referee he overdoes it he really overdoes uh, oversells everything um and that's kind of his shtick i guess but he has like these big cartoon eyes that pop out of his head every time something happens in the match and he's always he draws my attention away from the action a little too much and that's what i was gonna say she doesn't do that Mm -hmm. she's good yeah so that was uh week three in the wednesday night war <clears throat> I think both. I think both viewership is going to go down again, and as for, for as long as that happens, NXT will be able to justify and say, "Oh well, you know, it's just normal." It's we the, the, the week that NXT is going to panic is the week that their viewership goes down, but, but AEW gets a gets a rise up. But I think both are going to go down again. Yeah, I think they'll go down. Probably not. Originally, I was predicting AEW would probably be about a million. Was NXT around point seven to point eight. It, it, one thing that might help them is the Yankees game did get canceled tonight, and I think baseball hurt them last week. So mm. it should, that should help True. them a little. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, SmackDown had a really big change. Yeah. Uh, a big change? Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah. Uh, the Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were <laughs> the, the blockbuster trades at SmackDown. Yeah, WWE man, I swear these guys, uh, Jesus, uh, announcing a blockbuster trade. Um, you know, to build the interest in their first ever uh, backstage show, and then it's first of all, it's not even a trade. It's Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to SmackDown, who were just drafted to Raw last week. 
anyone that watches sports knows that a trade means that or anyone that knows what trade means means that should mean that uh, raw gets someone in return but that wasn't the case you know calling it a blockbuster announcement this is what you're delivering you just moved to fox any new fans you probably are getting you're turning them away quickly um all you had to do was announce Bray Wyatt for Raw and then say Bray Wyatt was moved to SmackDown. Yeah. Just one of your actual picks, just switch, you know, have him on the, the different show for the one week. Or, or, or so they did draft Bray Wyatt to SmackDown, say the blockbuster trade and he's going to Raw because we're seeing him continuing to do a story with Seth Rollins on Raw. And there, so Bray is booked for Raws throughout November. Right, right. <laughs> what's the point of it we're we're talking about this way too much this is so stupid let's talk about the real big smackdown news yesterday eric bischoff is out bruce pritchard is in as uh the guy running the show over there bischoff with the company what three and a half months after moving his family to connecticut and he is gone did he even get it real quick did he even get a chance like i don't understand well there was a depending on who you talk to there was a lot of criticism that he wasn't he, he was i think he was just the wrong fit you look at the stuff that eric bischoff was doing in wcw he was in charge and he was able to try new ideas wwe is they're set in their ways as far as the look of the show you know bischoff would go to sturgis and and at the beach and you know try these different things wwe they're not doing that um bischoff would you know he, he would Back in the day, he he would do a lot of cool stuff that there's no way he could do that in WWE. So it's like, what can he do? And it's booking within WWE parameters. Uh, I, it just felt like he was just never so the right fit. Then why bring him in? Then why do that? Why gas him up? Why I'm not here to defend him, but I'm saying like, why 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 do that? Why haven't his family moved the hell out of the road to Connecticut and, and gas this up just so you guys can use clickbait that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to be going head to head again? One's on SmackDown, one's on Raw. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what it was that day, if you remember. I bet you the stock price uh, probably has benefited as a result. We all were up on board. Remember, we were all excited about, oh, my God, what what could this mean? Like, the show will finally get good again, maybe. Uh, well, the stock price went up when Bischoff was announced. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got got their news cycle out of it. Um, I don't know. I don't like the time they gave him. Like, what did he? I heard. I, listen, I heard on the Observer. I, I, I listened to some of their stuff about it, and they were crapping on this move with him from day freaking one. Oh, they hate so him. When I hear their third-party stories. I take that with a grain of salt because when somebody craps on something before it even happens, they're biased. My, in my opinion. Well, if you hear Eric Bischoff going, you know, talking about Dave Meltzer on his podcast, he, I mean, he just. He's, he's he rips. I think he rips on Dave every week, and and you know Dave. And he talk, and he talks about Bischoff. It's never. It's usually not anything positive, um, which I I agree. It's not fair because Bischoff is you know a lot of the stuff we're seeing in wrestling today is from the decisions that Bischoff made in the in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think it only took three and a half months for for Eric to quickly figure out that he didn't have. All the freedom you think you're going to have when you're tight when you're labeled the executive director of a brand. I think he still realized that yeah. things are going to be vetoed, and I, I think it wasn't working for him, and I think it wasn't working for them. And it also doesn't help either when you're side by side compared. Your only counterpart is Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman has been there for years. is very familiar with the current talent. Heyman, yeah. has, Heyman has a different way of approaching things, which sometimes can be beneficial compared to how Eric's going to handle it. And so, if you're being compared side by side. Dude, any any of these backstage shots that you see, uh, Justin on the network, 
like in the, like Goldberg or it's Taker mm-hmm. or it's uh, Ronda Rousey or it's Becky Lynch. Who's the first one there? They meet him as soon as they come to the current every time kissing them. Heyman, mm-hmm. every single time. He's the one that you go back and watch all these one-on-one shows that they did with those talents. Kevin Owens even. Go back and watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he's yep. very much yep. up you yep. know, with what's happening with today's crop and understands yep. the parameters within today's structured WWE environment. Yeah, so, and, and you know, Bischoff is kind of like head booker, whereas, you know, putting Bischoff on that role, he was never really that in WCW. He he did, he had a lot of ideas, uh, you know, with the NWO and things like that, but he was really... Not a wrestling guy. No yeah, he, exactly. Guy. He wouldn't want to talk about this, like the psychology guys would use in the ring. He'd, use, he'd leave that up to us. He would try to set up the, all the other super important stuff that gave us layers as characters, our promos, our settings, background, all that stuff. Characters, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got his podcast to fall back on. You don't think AEW is going to try and staff him up, Rush? I don't, I don't see it. I mean, they don't even have a writing team, so... I mean, he's only uh, he's only useful to them as a talent. If you're going to use him as a talent, you drop him in there tonight to make a splash. The, the talent is the only thing he's useful for. I could see him as a special appearance, but I don't see him have, hiring him full time or anything. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, what kind of rating did WWE backstage do last night on FS1? Backstage, let me pull that up. It was actually not bad. Um, Funny, dude. Five hundred and ninety-seven thousand viewers. Damn. How many? Five hundred and ninety-seven thousand viewers on FS1, which it does not have the reach of USA or TNT. Uh, it was on right after baseball. Uh, it, it, you know, it was on after the game, so there was no set time. So if you you have to like kind of keep tuning in to watch it, but I thought it was a really good show. I mean, outside of the, that shit announcement that they made, um, it, it was easy to watch. It was uh, it was pretty fast paced. Renee Young, uh, Paige. Booker T and Christian were just, they were all on point. They were all really good. They had you know, fun, cool little segments. I thought it was a, I thought it was a strong show. Yeah. It was very different too, wasn't it? And I thought all four were like, I was like, wow, that I would never see them acting like this in a normal WWE show. It's like they all watched like other Fox shows or other, and you know what I mean? Like they just felt very different how they were like moving around the entire time. And yeah. And after after the way they did the draft and and those stupid ass boardroom segments, you know the war room <laughs> segments, I was like, these guys can't emulate a sports show. But then this really did. This backstage felt yeah. like a lot of those FS1 sports shows, yeah. like really fast paced, fast moving, not cheesy. Uh, mm-hmm. It was way Renee better Young than Raw SmackDown. It was Renee Young was awesome on it too. Yeah, she's she's so great in this role. Like some people in the chat are pointing out, like the talking smack, much better in those roles than as a commentator. Well, this is what she yeah. this is what she got her start in. She used to do this up in Canada with Jimmy mm-hmm. Corderas and Arda Cal. This is where she this is where she thrives. ESPN was trying to recruit her at one point, but you know, yeah. based on that from her and her WWE work on shows like Talking Smack. I bet you she still ends up there one day at ESPN. She's really good. She's I mean, she's Did super she go, talented. Didn't she go to TSN? She that's did. Where, that's, that's where, where she, she was. Yeah. Right. But she goes to the main, you know what I mean? Here in the States, ESPN, ESPN. She's that damn talented. She is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Charlie Caruso, who is also, if you ever see her ESPN stuff, she is, no. she's really good. Wait, what ESPN stuff? She does, she does stuff for ESPN. Uh, 
not that much, but she does. She is a contributor for ESPN as well, and she's she's awesome. Do they call her Charlie Caruso? No, she's uh, Charlie Arndt is her real name. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Another Wednesday gone by. We'll be back here Friday night to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. The fallout mm. from Eric Bischoff leaving. The Bruce Pritchard era begins this Friday. SmackDown on Fox. Justin Labar, let's uh, wrap this up. Plug something so we can take it home here. At Justin Labar on social media. Next Wednesday in Pittsburgh, AEW's here. I'll be having a pre-party at the brand new Oakland Craft House, uh, which is just a few steps away from the Peterson Event Center. So come join me 4 to 7. But what drink specials are there? $4 and a lot of different... Uh, Beers. There you have it. He's BP Matt Morgan. Go visit Longwood, Florida. It's lovely this time of year. And Raj Geary underscore 303. Check out Wrestling Inc. for all the latest wrestling news. Gonna have uh, news about New Japan and the startup, uh, stardom acquisition. Stardom. Yep, yep. That'll be up shortly. Um, and yeah, WWE, there's a big rumor that NXT Japan, uh, something might be brewing there this week. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for the latest. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I appreciate a follow. Let me know what you think of my backdrop. And until next time, I'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.